What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 224 of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, joined as I always am by Joey Carrion. And on today's show, we're going to be taking a break from our fantasy focus, our best ball focus that we've been hammering for the past couple of episodes and look at some of the NFL bets that you can make right here now at the end of June. Going to take a look at a couple of the win totals we like, as well as a couple of player in season specials. Also, I want to remind people, we haven't talked about it uh, in a little while, but we do have a promo code over on drafters.com. First-time depositors can deposit $10 with promo code DOSE and get a free $20 to use on their site. This would come in super clutch right now as they just launched another best ball tournament, $2.22 entry. So by simply depositing and using uh, promo code DOSE, you can basically get 10 free entries into this $2 tournament and take a shot at 10k pretty good tournament that they just launched over on drafters i I must say so myself seems like a good investment to me i think so ten dollars for for a free 20 chance at at 10k that's pretty good might as well sign up use our code and get some free cash and start drafting on drafters the only path to getting free cash easier i think is this upcoming bet that i've got with you i'm I just wanted to double check that you're still interested in doing this. We had like a, a series of games set up, some competitions, about nine games. I just wanted to check and, and see where you were at, if you still wanted to go through with this or not, if you've, you know, sort of rethunk your options after realizing what a uh, a heavy underdog you are in this competition. <laughs> yeah, so for all of our listeners, Ben and I are going to, like he said, play nine competitions, which include you know, sports like basketball, bowling, ping pong, and then some other, you know, fun house games like darts, Madden, et cetera, et cetera. So we have nine of them planned out. Ben is a certified troll and Mm -hmm. he knows that I'm going to win pretty much every event just because I'm better, period. So yeah, we definitely are going to go through with it. You're a pretty heavy underdog, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in you know at least four of the events that we have planned. And at the end of the day, I'm literally just better. It's honestly that simple. Like I hate being that guy, but I'm literally just better uh, at. I, I don't the think you hate that we... being that guy. <laughs> no, you're right, but it's because people always try and test me. People always talk shit, and I'll, I'll never back down. You already got shown up on the football field. And we didn't even include that. I had at least 40 fantasy points on you. Burned you multiple times. So we already, we already shown, or that was already, that was already proven on the football field. And you're lucky that it wasn't recorded because I would have put it on my Twitter for sure. Hey, you were more than welcome to. I'm not surprised that you won a game that you actively have been playing in a league for, for years and that I haven't, you know, played since high school. So I totally You said you're not surprised, but- a week before, you said you were better than me. Mm-hmm. And then when the time came, you got smoked. Every single time you lined up across from me on defense, you got smoked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when the trolling started, push came to shove, you weren't about it. You weren't about the smoke. And, and that's just how this whole thing is going to go, is just a complete domination on my end. And then you're just going to make excuses afterwards. Well, see, time will tell, but... 
usually ex- uh, excuses are are reserved for the loser of the competition. So there won't be any on my end. Uh, I will be interested <laughs> to see what you come up with. But you know, I'm 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 looking forward to this competition. You know, I I don't personally feel the need to get on my platform and predict victory especially when that's inevitable. So I'm just going to to mm. sit here and, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to a good competition with my buddy. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, if victory, you know, presents itself to me like I fully expect it to, so be it. But other than that, you know, it's just, I'm just here for the vibes. <laughs> just uh, taking the high road, huh? It's the only road I know how to take. Take it, taking the high road on the pod, but the, the low road in person. Absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha. So just front for the pod. <laughs> Well, bro, it's like, no shit, the underdog is going to have more to prove. Like, I don't I don't feel the need to come on here. I'm already a heavy favorite in in the majority of these competitions. So what am I going to do? Come and talk shit? That's rude. I wouldn't do that. You're a you're plus 350 for the competition in general. Absolutely not. You're plus 350. You're the heavy underdog because I'm better than you. And I told you time and time again, I would give you live action on plus 350. So what are we talking about? Talk about nothing. Just a whole All I'm saying works. is you're a heavy underdog in pretty much every sport that we're going to play and everything that we're going to do, and that's just a simple fact of life. The listeners will hear about it eventually. Hopefully sprinkled in with some video documentation, you know, if if you'll permit that. I don't want to embarrass you on, on the timeline. I mean, yet. you're lucky that that football session did not get recorded because huh? you might have had to deactivate your Twitter for a couple weeks. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll see. I think that we shall move on now to NFL 2022 win totals. Why don't you kick us off here with with a bet that you're trying to make for the 2022 season? Yeah, so one of the win totals that I like for this year is the New York Giants over seven wins on DraftKings. It is currently plus 100. I just think that they are in a pretty weak division with Washington and and Philadelphia. And I mean, Dallas is obviously good, but I think they can get a couple division wins and then strength of schedule wise for the 2022 season. The Giants are first, so they have the easiest schedule for 2022. Obviously they're playing a last place schedule. So that benefits them this year. They upgraded their offensive line through the draft. They used two of their top four picks on offensive linemen. Obviously Evan Neal at pick seven. Uh, They added some talent on the defensive side of the ball with Thibodeau at pick five. They have a bunch of skill position talent on offense. As we all know, Kenny, Kadarius, Tony, Saquon. They drafted Wandale, our boy Darius Slayton. So this is just a team that I'm higher on, and they just improved in the most important or one of the most important things that you can as a team and that's coaching with Brian Dable coming there and then they got rid of Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens at their offensive coordinator spot they brought in Mike Kafka and Don Martindale is there now as the defensive coordinator so they literally overhauled the entire coaching staff and brought in a guy that has won games and has proven himself as an offensive coordinator in the NFL so I just think for all those reasons I want to be in on this Giants team this year and, you know, you're getting even money for them to, to win seven games. So, obviously, the, the push is in play as well. And I think they could definitely win win eight games. Um, you know, looking at their schedule, 
I see eight winnable games right here. Yeah, I mean, the big problem is is obviously just whether or not Daniel Jones can make the most of this opportunity. This is definitely a do-or-die season for him with them opting not to pick up his fifth-year option. So I wonder if this is a situation where they're kind of stuck with Daniel Jones and this is sort of the final year of, of their decline where they get to a point where they you know make a massive quarterback change next season. And then they're set to fully capitalize on all of the improvements that you spoke about, specifically the coaching improvement. But I could see it going either way. I mean, you know, seven games isn't a crazy amount to win, even for a mediocre team. The division definitely plays a part of it. That said, I do think they are pretty clear cut the third best team in that division right now, but they could easily sneak out a game or two against Dallas or Philly. I think this is a... one where I don't really feel strongly one way or the other, but gone to my head, I probably do agree with you that they that they win more than seven. For me, the biggest lock of of all of these win totals is under five wins for the Atlanta Falcons. And, and to me, this is just pretty clearly shown by the numbers that this would be an expected outcome. 4.6 teams per year over the last five seasons have finished with under five wins. There have also been an average of three pushes per season with teams finishing with exactly five wins. So, you know, 4.6 plus three. Are the Falcons a bottom seven team in the league? If so, they are likely to finish with five or less wins. And I think the Falcons are, you know, quite possibly the worst team in the division. I wouldn't be opposed to betting them to finish with the lowest win total of any team in the NFL. I mean, there's just nothing exciting about this team point blank. You can get them to finish with the lowest wins in the league at plus 400. They're second in terms of odds to, you know, finish in that spot behind only Houston, who's plus 275. You know, under five just feels like a gimme to me. It's at 4.5 on FanDuel. You can get it at minus 140 with five even get that push equity on DraftKings, and to me it's just a stone cold lock you know they really didn't do much to improve the defense they added casey hayward which is definitely solid but other than that they're rolling out a lot of the same players on defense and offense you know the departure of matt ryan to be you know replaced with the combination of mariota desmond ritter kyle pitts is the only player inside the top 20 on their offense they don't have any good running backs their wide receiver core is abysmal they need drake london to have a phenomenal year to even have one good receiver on their team and it's just the falcons are more than a year away uh under five minus 140 stone cold lock yeah it's obviously juiced a little bit being at minus 140 but i definitely do agree that i think there is literally zero percent chance they they win six games and lose you this bet like looking at their schedule they have a pretty tough schedule per sharp football analysis they have their 23rd in terms of strength of schedule so bottom nine uh, they have one of the harder ones in the NFL and I'm looking at their schedule and there's only a couple winnable games that I see obviously they they play the Panthers twice those could be winnable games uh, maybe they squeak out a dub against Jacoby Brissett if Deshaun Watson gets suspended early in the season but then again the Browns are still favorites in that game you know I haven't looked at spreads throughout the entire season but it would not shock me at all if the Falcons were an underdog in every single game in 2022 and I think there's a good chance that they come out of 2022 with a 2-15 and record yeah I think that's entirely possible Absolutely. And I mean, I really, like I said, I really don't dislike the bet of just betting them to have the worst record in the league. Like, yeah, yeah, that's plus 400. Bet. I mean, I could easily see the Texans being a, a, a better team than them very yeah. easily. So I don't know. This, this one seems like, 
again, me to me, yeah, minus 140 is not the best, but you know, you throw a decent amount on it and it's just like a little savings fund that you can cash out in, in January. So why not? <laughs> I, I definitely like it, but I, I like the, uh, the Falcons lowest win total in the league probably better at, at plus 400 probably a better investment yeah they they would really only be competing with what two other teams the Texans and then like the Bears I think you can make the case that you know like the Seahawks and Jags could be in that conversation as well yeah but I honestly think that both of those teams are you know a tier above the Falcons I think the Falcons are in their own tier at the bottom of the league yeah we've been pretty uh vocal about our our stance on the Atlanta Falcons this year um through through the lens of best ball but I definitely think that translates to the NFL do you have another win total that you want to throw out there so my second win total is another plus money total it's the Bucks over 11 and a half wins at plus 100. Obviously, 12 wins is a lot to ask for. And the Bucks will be without Chris Godwin for, who knows, four, six, maybe eight games, which is obviously a killer on offense. But they still have Mike Evans, Russell Gage, uh, Cameron Bright. Obviously, Gronk retired. That, that hurts as well. Their offense should be a little worse, but it's still Tom Brady in one of the weakest divisions in the league like I think they're getting five wins minimum against the teams in their division and then they have a top seven easiest schedule per sharp football analysis once again I don't know how they're top seven since they finished first in their division but they have a good strength of schedule they're still one of the best teams in the NFL in the NFC they have the best quarterback of all time I I just really do believe that they are going to win 12 games uh, like looking at their schedule, you can make the case that yeah, maybe they lose like five or six, but I'll I'll put my money on Tom Brady any day of the week. Like it, it's it's I'm only taking it because it's plus one hundred. I sh- I should put it like that. Like obviously the under is a little juiced because twelve wins is a lot, but if you're giving me even money on one of the best teams in the NFL to win 12 games. I'll, I'll take that 12 out of 17 and their defense is still pretty solid as well. It is. And just not to understate the point you made about the the quality of the division. I mean, that goes right into the Falcons and, and the Panthers being in that division. Like yeah, those, that should be a wins. clean sweep there. Maybe the saints give them trouble in one game, but the saints could get swept too. And it's just the quality of teams in that division are such a boost, like five free games off of that. And it's Tom Brady, and I, I don't know. Just the conference in general is so weak. I see them running through quite a few of these teams this year, and Godwin definitely hurts, but their offense is still very yeah. strong with the players they have to, to begin the season. And getting a little late boost of one of the best receivers in the league isn't going to hurt their uh, hurt their chances, I don't think. Yeah, no. You know, they, they got some tough opponents uh, just because they are playing the NFC West and they are playing the AFC North. So they are going to have games against, you know, the Bengals and Ravens and Rams and and 49ers and whatnot, but they also get the Steelers, uh, they get the Seahawks, they get the Panthers twice, they get the Falcons twice, obviously, and then, you know, do we trust Tom Brady to win a couple of these uh, close games against, you know, the Packers and the Cowboys and the Browns could be without Watson, that that would be an easy win. You know, in a lot of these games, the Bucks are going to be favorites. So I think just putting your money on Tom Brady is a good bet, <laughs> period, at plus money. But I think it's also important to say that a lot of these totals have already moved, so they may not be as good of bets as they were beforehand. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. I mean, that's why you got to get on these things early. I posted all these win totals in May on Twitter with the ones I like the most. So 
definitely something to be cognizant of, but a lot of these also haven't moved. A lot of people I don't think are putting huge money on, on these bets that they have to wait the, the full season for, yeah. uh, especially stuff like these that are going to be, you know, minus 140 plus 100. Like I think people are taking longer shots at this point in the off season usually. Yeah. So. Which, which I think you, you really should be doing uh, at this point is just trying to get as much value as you can uh, with some of the longer shot props. Uh, before they eventually move. I agree with that. The final win total that I want to discuss is one that hits home for for you, Joey, and, and your New England Patriots, your favorite team. I think that under eight and a half is super live at, at minus 105. And what, to, what this comes down to for me is that, you know, the Patriots for years have feasted off of a poor division and, and you know, superior coaching, superior quarterback play. And I just don't think that's the case anymore. I, I, you know, you look at the way that these other teams have improved the bills have fully solidified themselves as the heavy favorite they're the favorite to win the super bowl they're definitely the favorite to win that division the patriots just continually make unexciting offseason moves you know they, they've added Devonte parker taekwon thornton pierre strong all these guys in the offseason still to have what i think is you know a bottom six seven sort of skill group on offense and this is a league where offense wins meanwhile the other teams in their division have made great moves you look at the jets even even the the lowly jets have a superior skill group to the new england patriots at this point the dolphins far and away the dolphins might have the best skill group in the division period coaching upgrade for the dolphins as well so i just think that Within the division, this is going to be a real tough season for the New England Patriots. They have some tough games out of schedule as well. You know, they they played both uh, North Division, so they've got the Packers, Vikings. They've got a sneaky Lions team coming up on the schedule. I think that that game could be closer than people would expect. They play the Bengals, the Ravens. It's just, I don't know, man. I just, I think that the Bill Belichick luck might be running out this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are I'm pretty sure you had the same exact bet last year. Eight and a half? That sounds right. And you lost. I did. It's a good thing that uh past results don't indicate. Do you want to know why do you want to know why you lost though? Why? Because you continuously try to bet against the greatest coach of all time. That no matter what, no matter who was out there, they are going to be competitive. Period. He's shown that over the last two years. Yes, he has a 17 and 16 record in the last two seasons without Tom Brady. Seven and nine year one with Cam Newton. Obviously, we know how bad Cam Newton is. They also lost like five or six one score games in that year as well. So a lot of games that could have went either way. And they went 10 and seven last year and were a game out of winning the division. To me, eight and a half. So you would need them obviously to to win eight games or less. I just don't see a way in which they finish below 500. I think that obviously the teams in the division have gotten better, but what they haven't gotten better at is coaching. The Dolphins have. We don't know that. We don't know that for sure. I'd be I would be objectively shocked if if McDaniel wasn't a better coach than Brian Flores, especially in the offensive league that you know we are we are viewing now yeah i mean who knows we don't know that obviously the bills lost brian dable but either way the patriots still have bill belichick and he is always going to keep the patriots competitive they are going to be a competitive football team they had a bottom six skill position player group last year finished top seven in offense obviously a lot a lot of uh, games against bad teams help so it is boosted a little bit but they were still able to move and score the football last year with the best of them 
They beat a couple good teams last year. They did beat the Bills, the Chargers, some other teams. Finished with 10 wins. And I think 9 to 10 wins is probably the most likely outcome for the Patriots in 2022, uh, especially since they didn't really get worse. Uh, They didn't get exponentially better on either side. But year two of Mac Jones, I think he's going to be more comfortable. I think they're going to allow him to take more chances down the field and uh, show what he could really do. And I think he's going to improve the offense. And I think the Patriots, honestly, they just have the, the best coach of all time and they're going to be competitive. And unless Bill Belichick is going to go out there and cover Tyreek Hill the way J.C. Jackson would have, I'm not sure how much that's going to help you this year. The The thing is, is see, you don't watch the Patriots because J.C. Jackson would never be on Tyreek Hill. That's oh, Jonathan Jones. Damn. That's Jonathan Jones. Oh, who's going to be on Waddle? That would be the outside cornerbacks because Jonathan Jones would play in the slot. But Jonathan Jones, I mean, no, nah, I'm, I'm not getting into it. But <laughs> either way, the Patriots continuously have a top defense in the league. So I'm not too worried about them stopping Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill when they're catching passes from Tua Tagovailoa, the worst quarterback in the division. That's absolutely crazy. And as I mentioned pre-pod, I'm very happily willing to take any Tua versus Mac bet that you want to make. And I don't know, I mean, Mac's better than Tua, no cap. uh, Unproven. And definitely, I think, unproven for this this coming season. Because the thing that we have seen time and time again, especially recently, that is boosting quarterbacks and allowing them to hit new ceilings— is through the addition of top-tier weapons, which is what the Dolphins did for Tua. What we see time and time again cause problems for young quarterbacks specifically is multiple changes in scheme and play calling throughout the early parts of their career. The Patriots don't even have an offensive coordinator right now, bro. Like That is going to impact Mac Jones' development, is it not? He's in the same offense, though. He's on the same team. Yeah person who the, called the offense no longer resides within the building at the Foxborough. offensive scheme is going to be similar though maybe that's the thing maybe we don't know that i don't think we know that for sure i mean i know that okay i know i've been i've been watching the patriots for my whole life it's going to be a similar scheme as it was last year obviously there's going to be some differences maybe not having an offensive coordinator could hurt him but i don't see a way in which he doesn't take a leap just because Bill Belichick is too good of a coach. And I think with him just being there and the Patriots team environment in general and them not losing any players and him still having a very good rookie season, the best rookie season out of all the rookie quarterbacks last year, how's he going to decline? He's nowhere near his ceiling. He showed, what he, could, he showed what he could do last year as, as a rookie with limited coaching, honestly. They didn't let him take any risks. Obviously, we saw that in the in the Bills game where they only had him throw three times. They, they really didn't let him take shots down the field like that. So now in year two, if they open up the playbook a little bit more and, you know, put more trust in him, he's only going to get better. And he, and he showed that he can make pretty much every throw on, on the field and he's very accurate. You know, we talked about it pre-pod, had the most games with 65 plus completion percentage out of any quarterback in the NFL as a rookie. So I I don't see a way in which he doesn't improve because all players should theoretically improve from their rookie to their sophomore year, especially they 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 should, but they 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 certainly don't. You know, I I agree that they should, but they don't. Like 
Baker Mayfield comes to mind, who before Justin Herbert recently had the best rookie quarterback season since Peyton Manning, and he's done yeah. nothing but decline since that point. So yeah. it's not always a lock. And and the last thing that I'll say about this Patriots team, you know, sometimes teams are worse than their record. Sometimes teams are better than their record. And I think we saw very clearly, yes, the Patriots were one game out of winning the division. Yes, the Patriots made the playoffs in Mac Jones' rookie season. But by the time they got to the playoffs, they were quickly exposed as being a pretender and not being in remotely close to that same tier. As How were they exposed? Exposed as to being a pretender when nobody believed in them either way and they were a heavy underdog. Come on, bro. Nobody thought they were going to do anything. They weren't contenders at all. They weren't exposed as a pretender. They were never considered to make a run for the Super Bowl. I'm saying that they were a pretender in the sense that the insinuation that they were one game out of winning the division is that they are that they were that close to being as good as the Bills or better than the Bills. No, it means that they were in contention for the division. They played well last year. Theoretical contention. <laughs> no, you're you're just a Patriots hater, okay? You find uh-huh. any reason to bet against them when all they will do is win it's that simple and that like i said that's what it comes down to for me i'll be betting the over but bill belichick is going to have this team competitive they are going to have a good enough defense to keep them in games and i think they're going to have a good enough offense a good enough run game to help them win games well while we're talking about the patriots for entirely too long you had another bet involving them that you wanted to throw out there no yeah i mean plus 400 to win the division gotta sprinkle that for sure i hope you're putting like a tenth of a unit on that just for your bankroll's sake hey i mean talked about on the stream anything could happen what if josh allen gets hurt patriots are favorites patriots are second in odds to win the division but they're the fourth worst team according to you no no they're not the fourth worst team they've improved the least and i think they're the third worst team and vegas is still valuing them as the second best team in the division they have the best coach of all time ben which matters but either way plus 400 win the division it's football anything can happen josh allen keeps on running he's eventually going to get a helmet to the knee done the things that you root for for your patriots i'm not rooting for it. i hope he stays healthy obviously you want to beat teams when they're at their best but i'm just saying it's the nfl nothing's a lock nothing is guaranteed it's a brutal sport anything can happen josh allen goes down who's their backup quarterback can you even name their backup (laughs) uh uh, um, no i don't know oh case keenum oh Yeah, so honestly, they're still probably favorites to win the division. (laughs) Yeah, so my next bet, and it's a a player future, these markets have been kind of hit, especially with the rookies. So I don't love the line that much uh, just because I know it was probably higher beforehand, but I would bet Drake London under 764.5 receiving yards. I think that just betting unders on rookies in general is probably a plus ev strategy in the long run i know like just for example dotson's line got smashed they had his around like 670 and it's at 611 now mm-hmm. uh so i'm not too sure about what london's was or under 764 and a half i think that they have the worst quarterback situation in the league and i think that they are going to be a run first team and although there is opportunity available for sure in that offense i think that it's going to be it's going to be tough for drake london to beat this mark on one of the worst 
and least efficient offenses in the NFL with terrible quarterback play. So for those reasons, I will be taking under 764 and a half receiving yards on Drake London. And I really like all the unders on on the rookie wide receivers and and running backs, whatever lines you can get. Um, Obviously shop around and, and make sure you get the best line, but that's minus 115. So you're not laying too much juice there. I think that the Falcons passing offense will will need to uh, have a very good year to allow him to reach this mark and I I don't believe in their offense at all. So totally with you. I'm I'm up for basically any Falcons under that that you can find. That that one is no different. I actually think that this is purely potentially not true, but if my memory serves me, his line opened at 750. So maybe people are actually betting the over, which mm. if that's the case and you're getting even better odds, then that's a smash. Oh. Which which makes sense because, like I said, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, you know, it's really just him and Kyle Pitts as the main two guys in the passing game. So I could see why people are betting the over, but I'm not betting on any player on the Falcons. I think that that is probably going to be a winning strategy. The final bet that I'm going to throw out there is a player special. Again, a lot of these are, are not out yet. I think we'll see a lot more of them well, in just, the next 30 days. For New York, it's New York. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not because of the books. It's where it's just the state that we live in. The markets are capped in New York, whereas they're not capped in, you know, other states. Right, right. All right. That's unfortunate. But the what I was looking at was strictly, you know, sources from from legal books. So that's probably why it's so bare uh, here in New York. But one that stood out to me was the under on Aaron Rodgers passing yards this season, which is set at four thousand one hundred twenty and a half. You can get the under at minus 112 on FanDuel. He's gone under that number in two of the past three years. And as you know, we've been talking about throughout many points this offseason when, when discussing the Packers offense, I think that it just makes all the sense in the world that this year they're going to lean on their best offensive skill position players. And those are their two running backs and, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon expecting a more run-heavy approach from this team in general. The loss of Devontae Adams doesn't come across as encouraging for Rodgers to have one of his better seasons in the last three years, and it's really that simple to me. Not to mention unders in general are just more profitable bets on these season-long props mm-hmm. because all it takes is even a minor injury. You know, you miss two yeah. or three games and, and you're under. You don't have to tear your ACL and lose the whole season, but it doesn't take yeah. much for some of these unders to hit. And on the surface, I would bet this, you know, including full health for Aaron Rodgers. So uh, mm-hmm. all aboard the under on his passing yards is I think the Packers shift more run heavy and the team in general will, will inevitably feel the loss of a top tier receiver following the yeah. departure of Adams. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with literally every point that you made. Um, the under seems like the bet here. And like you said, unders in general, season long bets, win total bets, prop bets are better uh, just because. You know, there's more risk baked in for the overs. Everybody wants to bet overs, right? So the markets can can be inflated a little bit. Betting unders is definitely more profitable. And I think with a lot of these bets that we have, have available, uh, the under the under seem like the correct side to be on. But yeah. we also don't have that many. Uh, but the Rogers one is a good one. I mean, damn, I think you could just blind bet the unders on every running back yardage total we have and you're hitting more yeah. than you're than you're not. Yeah, obviously odds play a factor for sure. It's not they just do. the lines. Um, obviously you got to find the best odds and whatnot. But yeah, you'll you'll probably be profitable betting on 
running back unders. Uh, some of the worst bets you can make are running back overs. So keep that in mind if you're out there making uh, prop bets and, and grinding these futures. Agreed. And if you guys have any that you want to share with us, you can always join the Discord channel. We're always talking about different bets you can make as well as all things best ball. That is going to be it for episode 224 of the DFS Dose podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose as well as our personal Twitters. I'm at Ben Hover. Joey's at Joey Carrion DFS. If you guys want to connect with us and stay up to date with what's going on in the podcast, you can join our inner circle via the free link to join our Discord. Link to do so is in the show notes to the podcast. To everybody listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic. Bye.